0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Lake Hooplands podcast brought to you by Linesight 2020. I am Scott. I'm Brendan, and we have our favorite head basketball coach of Lake Highlands, Joe Duffield. Welcome, Joe Duffield.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us on again uh, this afternoon.
0: Absolutely. So the Lake Hooplands podcast is uh, our presenting sponsor is Tritex Cabinets. Tritex one of the finest cabinet makers in Dallas. Uh, I think we can extend that to Texas. All of Texas. I'm going to go with that. That's uh, proclaimed right here. Firsthand, first-hand experience. The fine Sir Trey Chapman over at uh, Tritex Cabinets. If I was in the need of a cabinet, I would definitely call Tritex it, and I would get, like, sh- shaker. Is that a cabinet style? I don't think that that's a sh- I don't know what that is, no. I think that's a cabinet style. A shaker? Yeah. All right, I'm I'm getting out of my uh, comfort zone here. <laughs> Back into basketball. Yeah,
1: let's let's hit the hoops. Well,
0: Coach Joe Duffield might need some cabinets from TriTex to hold all those trophies he's going to win this season.
1: Oh, we we hope so, and, and we know that's who we'd use if we needed any.
0: Hope is not a strategy, Coach. We know you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the Lake Highlands tip-off. So the thing that that we've heard the most about, I think, in circles over the last uh, ten days or so, following the uh, the tip-off. Is that the dunks were um, nothing short of spectacular, really? Who uh, who ended up taking home the uh, the golden goose prize uh, for the dunk contest? <laughs> golden goose, they got six hundred dollar tennis shoes. we were not allowed to talk about that, but maybe.
1: Yeah, we didn't have any uh, super great prizes, but we did have a lot of amazing dunks and uh, a great turnout. Appreciate everybody in the community that came out to the tip off and. And uh, the, the eventual winner of the dunk contest was the big fella. Uh, Samson Alton, 6'10", uh, ended up coming through and, and knocking off some some pretty talented dunkers. And would you say
0: it's easier to dunk when you're taller?
1: It certainly helps. It certainly <laughs> helps when you're uh, closer to the rim and you have a seven-foot wingspan. It, it, it makes it a little easier.
0: What was his uh, most jaw-dropping uh, dunk? Was it the windmill uh, or, do, or are we looking at more of a, a reverse uh, style dunk?
1: Yeah, he had a couple different ones. I think the highest scoring dunk was was uh, definitely the, the windmill that he did, and uh, you know he moves really well for a six ten kid, and uh, and is just a great kid. So it was really fun to see him win that.
0: Now we understand Quentin had the highest degree of difficulty dunks, so he was attempting tough dunks. Which, had he made it, he likely would have pulled this
1: thing out. Yeah, you know, normally the when you watch a little guy, a smaller player, uh, six foot, 5'10", be able to get above the rim like that, a lot of times that can be a little bit more impressive um, when you think back of guys like, you know, Spud Webb winning it and, and other players like that. But um, Quentin did have some amazing high-scoring dunks as well. So who were the judges? Were there actual judges or was it like the fans? Yeah, so at our tip-off, we always like to invite um, some of the volleyball uh, players. They just uh, finished a tremendous season um, and, and were in the middle of a playoff run. And then we had a couple of football players as well. Um, who have had a tremendous season, and we wanted to talk about their playoff games and, and honor them in front of the crowd. So they, they did a good job as judges.
0: Fantastic. How about that three-point oh, contest? Wait. Hold on, i got to put a coin in the fantastic jar. Sorry. Yeah, you do. Uh, I was going to let you gloss over that one. The first one's free. Oh, thank you. Um, who won the three-point contest in, in this event, in this uh, this year's event?
1: So we had two winners. We, we love to do that with our girls program, and uh, – the two winners, boys and girls, were Jalen Washington and Aaliyah Taylor. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Aaliyah Taylor on the girls' side, uh, she's probably averaging through three or four games uh, about 33, 34 points a game. Dang, she's a tremendous wow. talent, sophomore. Uh, she can really shoot it, and, and so can Jalen. And so it was really fun seeing the two of them uh, win the three-point contest at the tip-off. You didn't get any inappropriate uh, appearances by Larry Bird
0: coming in saying which one of you – bleepity bleeps are playing for second <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we have some confident kids but uh no nobody pulled the Larry Bird out
0: what would you say the best moment was of the event if you had to just uh summarize that at a one in a one moment
1: yeah i I'm, for me it was kind of watching our guys uh, live play uh, competing e- against each other in the scrimmage uh, just seeing them smile and have fun playing the game in front of our home crowd and uh, there's a couple sequences where, where guys were hitting some tough shots and just coming back one bucket after another, and and uh, that was that was the best part for me. Well, that was a fantastic tip off event. Thank you to all the fans
0: that uh, came out and supported the team. And there were actually fans in Duncanville at the TB Five scrimmage as well, which was last weekend, uh, where you guys took on Link Academy and Sunrise Christian Academy. I know that uh, the Wildcats fell in both those games, uh, one to the to the Link Academy in. Which is the most confusing thing I've ever heard. Sudden death overtime in basketball. That's insane. <laughs> uh, so drop that one. So what, you know, what was kind of the top performance uh, of the, the link game? Uh, was it fun playing BJ again? You know, I heard the fans were getting after him a, a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. Was, first of all, the whole event uh, was really, really good for our team to get to be a part of that. Um Lots of college coaches in attendance. Uh, You know, I think Lincoln Sunrise are ranked number three and number four in the nation. Um, So for our guys to get to see that kind of competition in a scrimmage before the season, there's nothing but good things that can come of that. And, you know, in the early season, we want to play the best teams we can play and and figure out as much as we can about our team and where we need to get better. Um, It was good to see B.J. uh, and his family. They're really good people. Uh, We enjoyed coaching him when he was here. Um, and the, the link game, um, I, I was really proud of the way our kids came out and played. Uh, Trey Johnson was unbelievable at the start of that game, and we went up 12-0 early in large part to his, his performance on the offensive end. And then our kids um, just played really well the entire way against some really talented uh, players, and uh, we did go to overtime. I think we had several chances to, to win the game and put them away, and, and we're going to learn from that. And uh, I think it helped us in our first real game last night, um, finishing the game in the fourth quarter. Um, but but a lot of kids stepped up and played well.
0: And Sunrise Academy, how did we how did we do in that one?
1: We did. Uh, they ended up beating us by fourteen. Um, another super talented team. Uh, it was I think twenty nine twenty two at half. Um, we cut it to three about midway through that second half, and you know it was kind of around three six. Had some chances where I felt like if maybe we made a shot or two or, or got a stop here or there that we could have made it more of a game. But, again, it was a good learning experience for us. They're a very talented team. The Matas Bezelis is a 6'11 uh, guard oh, who will uh, be in the NBA one day. Uh, he'll, he's going to the G League next year. and uh, So no college for him. No college for him. Uh, so they
0: went 6'11 and seven two. Uh, yes <laughs> so yes. bowl bowls, not minute bowls kid, yes, but seven foot two mm-hmm. bowl was a handful as well,
1: yeah, very good player, uh great activity and energy and it plays with the motor um and uh I thought our Samson Alton did a great job um with those big guys and and our other guards did a good job with the bazelous kid as well, but um you know just a lot of good things to learn from that game and uh and we'll be better for it.
0: So last night uh, we went to uh, a non-scrimmage event, uh, the Caltown tip-off. I was able to catch some highlights of that uh, earlier today, and it just looked like, again, Trey Johnson having his mojo going on, Quentin hitting some good deep balls. Um, The opponent was Prestonwood Academy. And uh, how would you say that uh, things went coming off the scrimmage, Having you know having to play those uh, dynamic big men uh, versus a, a, a little bit smaller team uh, in Prestonwood.
1: Yeah, Prestonwood's another really talented team. Uh, Jalen Shelley is a top-ranked junior in the in the state and the nation. Uh, really good talent, kind of six uh, eight guard wing guy. Uh, they have a young big man named uh, Francis who's a twenty twenty-five, uh, five, so sophomore. That's six ten and we'll be a really good player. And, and Jeff Clarkson, their coach, is a really uh, great basketball coach and guy. So it was fun to compete against them. Our, our kids did come out on top. We won 66 to 39. Um, it was a closer game than that. Uh, I think we really pulled away late there in the fourth quarter. And I, I think some of those early experiences in the scrimmage really, really paid off for us and was proud of how our guys really finished the game. So would you say coming off the summer, I know we talked a lot about summer in our last uh,
0: podcast, uh, guys coming out of summer and, and starting fall camp. Um, between what you saw of them in the summer and these first few weeks and what's taking place in the in the scrimmage in Cowtown, um, would you say it's translated very well, sort of the natural progression of things where you can see uh, kind of a leaps and bounds things as we get ready for uh, the opener uh, against Hillcrest in a couple of days?
1: Yeah, I think the team is, is progressing the way we'd hope. Um... You know, did a lot of things in the summer and had some success there. And then, then the fall is kind of a whole different animal in and of itself, where we're playing some preseason games that don't really count. But, you, you know, we're not allowed to coach as coaches, but but you get to see what your team's capable of and what you need to work on and improve on. Um, and then and the couple preseason events with the TB5 scrimmage. We also scrimmaged uh, Forney and Lakeview Centennial. Um, You know, I I think we're in a good place. The one thing that stands out to me about last night, I I think our bench really came in, especially at the end of the third and beginning of the fourth quarter. And we got some really good play from from some of our guys off the bench that I think it was 35-31 and uh, went on just a huge run. Um, You know, so from 35-31, we ended up winning 66-39. And and that was in large part by some of the guys that came off the bench for us. Louis Racine, Chitty Ume, uh, Jire Williams, uh, Ethan Davis came in late, um, and they were just all ready to play, and we, we needed that, and uh, I think that was a big part of our success there late.
0: Were you doing wholesale changes with the bench, or line were you just change. doing hockey yeah, style little line change, or were you doing kind of more piecemeal? How did that in terms of like the chemistry and guys moving uh, on the court and off the court go?
1: Yeah, I think as the game went, uh, you know, early on, I think our guard play was, was really good throughout, uh, Trey, uh, Quinton and Jalen all played really well, um, throughout the most, the beginning of the game. And, and, uh, you know, it kind of looked like we weren't moving quick enough, um, and defensively. And so when we put some of those guys in, we kind of sped up the game a little bit and they were flying around and, and playing hard and just kind of subbing one, two, three guys in at a time, uh, not five and five, but, um. But that was really the spark that put us over the top. We used to have the,
0: so when I was in eighth grade, our coach, Coach Kellis White, uh, he's a long, long time basketball coach at at Holland Park in in the junior high. And we had three groups of kids, and we would just go in together. And I was on the last group of kids, of course. Uh, we were called the Tortugas, uh, so there was no speeding up the game when we when we went in. Uh, I, I, we got that reference part as soon as you dropped that. <laughs> speaking speaking of of eighth grade. Uh, I I have a 7th grader who's just uh, completed basketball tryouts at at Lake Highlands Junior High. Just made the 7th grade basketball team. Yeah, I think we're going to give him uh, some custom cabinets um, (laughs) as a result of that. That's an early NIL deal. It is, uh, but I think if if it's blood-related, you're fine. Okay. Um, So, uh, Coach Joe, just in terms of our audience knowing sort of how much involvement you may have in the various different programs, obviously, you're at the high school, you've got your – fingers on the pulse of the freshman team the jv team um how, how much uh, are you informed about what goes on in uh the at the junior high level particularly uh you know at lake highlands junior high and
1: uh, did you wanna, Meadow? did
0: you want to ask a longer question
1: uh <laughs> sure well, yeah we'll get to those later if we have time uh, we love our coaches at, at both junior highs at Lake Collins and forest Meadow, uh, big shout out to, uh, Jeff Kerner and, and, uh, coach Winford Moore at, at forest Meadow, Jeff Kerner at Lake Collins junior high. Uh, they're both kind of our top basketball guys at those, those junior highs. And they're both, uh, really, really good coaches, really, really good men. Um, and they do a good job of promoting our culture at the younger levels. Um, you know, we, we do meet. Um, they're at our camps. They're around our teams a lot. And they understand the way we want to teach the game and play the game. And they understand our system. And so we're just really blessed to have those coaches there uh, who do a, do a really good job. And, and uh, you know, our biggest thing with those kids, they don't have to run every, every single thing that we do, but they need to understand that, that we're going to, you know, play fast. We're going to play great defense. We're going to play unselfish and play the game the right way. And, and the coaches do a great job of, of promoting that down there.
0: And I'll take it one level lower, having an elementary school child myself, uh, Brendan does as well. Uh, what do you recommend for those kids to do to kind of start ball handling skills, shooting, you know, what what kind of drills do you do you recommend for those kids?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the special thing about our Lake Highlands community is we do have a lot of great resources and places for kids to get introduced to the game of basketball. Uh, you know, something like Hoops in the Highlands, that's a big three-on-three tournament in the spring um svaa is a great starting point um then we have some great club programs uh where you can get a little bit more training a little bit more work if you want to get more serious about it Uh, i know the guys at at triumph with steve adams and and blade with greg lewis um have done a great job with a lot of our younger kids um you know getting that want to get a little more serious about basketball you know for me work on the fundamentals and, and have fun you know basketball is a great game and you know, we want the kids to fall in love with it and enjoy it and, and just be around good people, so
0: Well I coach uh fourth grade basketball and we run a ridiculously awesome two three matchup zone. Uh you guys running that at the high school quite yet?
1: Uh, we, we don't do you have need me to come th- in and teach yeah. that. I don't want to give up too much of our scheme here, but we, we don't have a two, three matchup. We may need you to come out. And okay. I,
0: uh, I'm the architect of that zone that Mr. <laughs> Woodard is referencing and uh, he does run it quite well. He may, may it, do it better than me. The architect. Do we have a name for it? Is there a good name? Oh, uh, chaos. 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 I call it chaos. chaos. Yeah. Okay. All right, N- right. You're the architect in as much as I just said, Hey, should I run a zone? And you said, yes. And this is how you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, buddy.
1: A hand signal. Do we have a hand signal for the chaos defense? Or? Yeah. It's a (laughs)
0: it's different every time because it's like fat and flies fat and flies flies. it's jazz hands is really what it is uh all right well let's get into the marable homes player of the week obviously we had the tb5 scrimmage the cowtown tip-off uh so give me the player of the week coach joe
1: yeah uh, a lot of good performances from our guys but i think the guy that that really kind of stood out throughout all those events was uh, Quentin Perkins, uh, senior guard. Uh, really did some good things in, in, in both of our scrimmages. Uh, and then last night uh, against Preston Wood, he, he played really tough and you know knocked down big shots, uh, had an incredible block at one point in the game. Uh, and just, you know, he does a good job getting the paint, creating for other players. So, he's, he's definitely the player of the week.
0: Quentin, congratulations. You get a $20 gift card to Andes as the Marable Homes Player of the Week. Marable Homes, of course, fantastic custom home builder in the Lake Highlands, Highland Park, Richardson, everywhere. They're everywhere. They're going to start doing lake houses before you know it, Scott. Uh, I believe that's true. Matt, they might do your lake house. We'll see about that. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations to Quentin as the Player of the Week. Let's do a full court press with Coach Joe.
1: Favorite sandwich? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I got to try to keep it in the Lake Highlands area. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors. Uh, if you go to Great Outdoors. And I believe it's the number ten. Uh, yeah. So, what type of sandwich? Yeah, I mean, uh, just just all the meats in there. The, the great outdoor special, outdoorsman, something like that, uh, with the works uh, and mayo. That's that's the way I gotta go with my favorite sandwich.
0: I'm a BLT guy. Morris? Uh, I like a meatloaf sandwich with uh, all the trimmings and fixings. You know what I made the other night? A spaghetti sandwich. I believe that 100%. That is so good. Nobody loves carbs quite like you do. There's no question. Um, How about this? Favorite movie,
1: if you're having to watch one?
0: Ooh, tough one. Uh, We know you don't like scary movies.
1: Yeah, we determined that (laughs) on the first uh, podcast. You know, I'm going to have to go... uh, a little family oriented. I gotta say, The Godfather Part Two is one of my favorite. Very family oriented movie with lots of death. Yeah, not in that death. way, but um, <laughs> lots,
0: <laughs> lots of murders way. and gang violence. Uh, Mr. Morris, you got a favorite movie over there? Uh, my favorite movie is The Godfather Part One. There you go. Just to be just to be controversial over here. Wow, you guys are my favorite movie. Is Step Brothers. Oh. <laughs> is that is that a tease? That's a tease. We have a a new uh social media picture that will be released at some point of our choosing that's quite fantastic favorite pro basketball team
1: uh growing up big chicago bulls guy uh being here now in dallas for so long i I got a pull for the mavericks and uh it was hard there for a little while uh in between nowitzki and and now luca but luca has brought the magic back to the mavericks and uh i really do enjoy watching him now
0: luca 42 point triple double last night Goodness gracious. I mean, Hasn't he hit for over 37 points or something like that in every game this season? Do you think that Luca, us three, and Spencer could make the NCAA tournament? No. I don't know. Well, we're, we're talking about uh, somebody over here who can't make their grades. That's me, personally. <laughs> I think everybody else will be fine. We're looking at some uh, slaps on the wrist there. How about this, though? This is going to lead us into the next question, which is favorite basketball player then— and now from 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 a historical perspective and then current
1: uh great question uh definitely a huge michael jordan guy uh growing up in the 80s and 90s uh you know greatest player of all time it is a constant argument amongst uh current team members and coaches and kind of the new generation that doesn't really know and understand how special jordan was but we, we have a lot of arguments about that
0: they're big lebron guys
1: uh, there, There is a LeBron contingent. Uh, there is a, a Kevin Durant, but mostly the argument is Jordan versus LeBron. And so what would you say today? Who's, who's, who's your favorite
0: player today in today's game? Uh,
1: I do really enjoy watching Steph Curry. I mean, I, I think he's changed the game with his ability to shoot the basketball. And the, the other thing that I really enjoy about Steph is just the joy that he plays with. I mean, I, like you can tell – his love for the game his love for how he works on his game uh and so he, he'd have to be my favorite player to watch in today's game
0: uh hunting or fishing
1: man i'm, I'm not really a big outdoors guy when it comes to those i'd probably go fishing uh, yeah. But can we throw golf in there? I mean, I, I, I think if we're going outdoors, something, that would be on the golf Well, we knew I'd, I'd that, that, that would be your answer. We yeah. knew that you <laughs> would go golf, we're so we're trying, we're trying to figure trying to it down to things. Where,
0: you know, maybe it makes you think a little bit, man, which would I rather do? I'd rather fish myself. I do. I like deep sea fishing. Like, that's mm. my jam. I don't really like going sitting in a skeeter trying to catch a bass. That seems kind of boring to me. I don't know, but it can be so much faster and you don't get motion sickness. Yeah, that's fair. All right. <whistles> We got, right. We've got Preview. Hillcrest coming Preview up. Preview time. Uh, we are recording this on a Sunday afternoon live from the basement. Um, <laughs> we got Hillcrest coming up. Is that an up. official title? I think so. Okay. Uh, the Basement of Chaos. <laughs> the Hillcrest game, Tuesday night, November 15th, is going to be at Lake Highlands. It's the home opener. Uh, tickets on sale now. Um, you want to give us a little look ahead for that, uh, Coach Joe, on anything you want to highlight about the opponents?
1: Uh, Yeah, it should be a really fun matchup. Um, You know, really excited for the Lake Islands community to get out and and catch our team in their first home game. Uh, Jump on the Brushfire website online if you want to get tickets ahead of time. Definitely recommend doing that for our home games. But Hillcrest is going to be a a tough opponent for us. Um, They have a really good – young guard uh, mikey williams the son of uh, mo williams uh, former cleveland cavalier nba champion uh, but he's a really special player they have some other good young players a good big man uh, and, and are well coached uh, they, they get after you on defense and so they'll present some good challenges for us and uh, we're just really excited to, to get to play again in, in front of our home crowd uh, last year was amazing in the support that we had and from our students to the community uh, we couldn't thank them enough, and, and we're just excited to to put a break, great product out there again and, and get back to playing basketball in our gym.
0: And he, here's the deal on that. I was talking to a bunch of people last night that were at the Duncanville, the TBF5 uh, scrimmage. There were a contingent of fans there from Lake Highlands, and so I'm very excited. So as you're listening to this, fans, I'm very excited to see you perform at the Hillcrest <laughs> game Tuesday night. That's going to be awesome. Is this the battle for, like, Trader Joe's or something. The battle for Trader Joe's boot. That's what they should do on this deal is make it a lot. The battle more- of Walnut Hill. North Dallas, yeah. It's it's
1: uh, it's uh two great teams in this area. And, uh, yes, our student section, thank you to those guys that came all the way down to Duncanville last Saturday. And, uh, you know, I was a high school player back in the day at Plano East, and we used to play at Lake Highlands. And the one thing I even remember as a player is they always had the best fans and, and student section, and so – uh, our kids bring it, and may we hope to see you guys Tuesday night.
0: And I played at Highland Park, and we had some games that were so sold out, the fans were climbing in the windows above, like the stadium. It was quite amazing. So let's get that rowdy, rowdy, raucousness going here.
1: Lake what Highlands, else we got?
0: Uh, Lake Highlands JV tournament uh, is coming up November seventeenth to nineteenth. That is also their home opener. Um so obviously grab some tickets to that go see the the JV play the the up and comers uh those guys and then let's get into the real awesome matchup November 19th uh in Prosper you will take on the Duncanville Panthers that was the number 1 team in the country uh with a million stars On their team, Ron Holland, top player uh, in Texas, number 10 player in the country, recently committed to Texas uh, from Duncanville. And I know that uh, Duncanville had some, they were in the news, I'll say this week, Uh, vacated a state title, uh, voluntarily took themselves out of this year's playoffs. So really unfortunate, I think, for those kids that uh, they have to kind of finish their career that way. But that's not going to deter from the fact that these two incredible programs are going to get together next Saturday.
1: Yeah, we're excited about that game. Obviously, it's one step at a time, one game at a time, but, but that'll be a great matchup. And, um, you know, they, they've been in the news, but, uh, you know, they are the the standard right now in Texas basketball, three, three state championships uh, in a row the last three years. And so they're the team to beat. And uh, I just know about our kids is – um, we know where we want to be. We know what we're capable of doing. And uh, if we play um, our best game, uh, you know, we can beat anybody in the country. And, and we're excited about the opportunity to go um, play them Saturday. Again, all these preseason games are, are really to test yourself as much as you can to prepare you for district, to prepare you for the playoffs. And so uh, we want matchups like this. What time does that game tip off, Coach? Yeah, great, great question. We're playing at Prosper Rock Hill High School. Prosper Rock Hill High School on Saturday, and it tips off at seven thirty.
0: Oh wow! So we got the night tip that day. Uh, Mr. Woodard told me it was going to be an afternoon tip, but that well, no, not. it said TBA. I was reading the wrong line on the schedule. I was like, "No, it starts at 2:30," and then I'm like, "No, that's the JV tournament." So okay, so Saturday night we've just created plans for everybody to go to Prosper
1: 7:30. Make make your way up there. There will be some other games. It's it's a lot of single game matchups with some of the best teams in the area. Uh, so there will be games before ours that are really good. But um, yeah, if you don't have anything going, uh, make the trip and support the Wildcats on Saturday night.
0: Shout out to Amelia Woodard. That's her birthday. Oh. Uh, she will be at a dance convention. In Louisville, so I might come up, watch Prosper, and pop over to Louisville. I mean, they're like next to each other, right? Ish. Like a plan. We're gonna need to see uh, visual proof that you actually make it to the dance thing. (laughs) I've been to many a dance convention, so uh, don't worry about me. So, uh, just real quick on Duncanville. Ron Holland we talked about, number one in Texas. K.J. Lewis, number four in Texas. Cameron Barnes, number 15 in Texas. Eric Demings, number 34 in Texas. These guys are stacked. I'm very excited to see uh, that game on Saturday, and Prosper's beautiful this time of year.
1: Yeah, great gym too. Rock Hill is is a brand new facility and have a great arena gym. Uh, We played there a few years ago in in the playoffs against Arlington Martin uh, and had a great game there, so we're excited to be back. Um what would you
0: say you know as as you're preparing for for this matchup against Duncanville on Saturday after you get through the Hillcrest game uh, a couple of days in between like do do you get uh nervous a little butterfly a little amped up more than than you might uh just a regular district game
1: yeah I think for me every game is is big and uh you know whether it's a big matchup, whether it's whether it's uh, a game that you know you're going to win, for me, it's I just try to work as hard as I can to put our kids in the best uh, position to be successful. And uh, you know, definitely do still have some nerves going on before the game, and, and just wanting our kids to to play their best. Uh, but I also really enjoy that. Really enjoy um, you know matchups where we're challenged, where we have to play our best basketball, and and so um, that's what that's that's the fun part about it.
0: How do you get these things scheduled? So is it you're just talking to coaches during the summer? Do the guys who run these uh, tournaments and scrimmage and cool events just reach out to you? How does that kind of come about?
1: Yeah, a little bit of, of both. So kind of in the spring after the season ends, uh, sometimes right around about spring break, you start planning your schedule for the next year. Um, obviously, your district games are all set in place, um, and then you can play any combination of you know, three tournaments or two tournaments and then match games. And so um, a lot of it is just calling other coaches and, you know, asking if you want to play and sometimes you'll schedule a home and home. And then a lot of it is some of these big events uh, will reach out and contact you. And over the last year, we've definitely got invited to more of those things. Um, Sometimes you don't know who you're going to play. Sometimes you have some say and, you know, hey, what do you think about this matchup? And um, you know that's kind of how that that plays out, but usually that all happens kind of in the spring.
0: Anybody ducking you? Anybody you got a grudge against? they just
1: don't want to play you. No, no. I mean, uh, it it happens where you know somebody will say, hey, we, you know, we don't think we can play again next year, and yeah, it's because you're um, weak. That, that's that's <laughs> that could be one opinion, or, or sometimes <laughs> the schedule just doesn't work out. Like that this year, we opinion. have we we now have a nine-team district, so we have to play um 16 district games so we had to drop a few of our non-district games that we usually play just to just to get the schedule
0: that's so many district games it is i remember back in the day correct me if i'm wrong typically in the 90s it was like 12 district games and now we've jumped up to uh uh what is that 16 you just said we'll play 16 yep wow. so there's nine teams in the district that's mm-hmm. that's a lot
1: yeah, it made scheduling pretty tough um, because we have to start district so early. We did have to drop out of a tournament we really like to go to, and um, had to move some other games around. Um, but uh, but I'm excited about our district too. I mean, it, it was the addition of Highland Park, and uh, we we can't always mess those things guys. up. Jeez.
0: So let me ask you this: the um, how does Jesuit fit into our district as a private school? Like,
1: yeah, about about ten years ago, um, Strake Jesuit and Dallas Jesuit uh, kind of petitioned and did some things to get into the UIL, and uh, and then they they were able to do that, and and they've been a UIL member with the public schools, and they have some different rules um, when kids move in or go to their school because it is a private school where you can kind of live anywhere and go there, um, but uh, but you know, and they also kind of do seem to move Jesuit around every. Realignment, Like they don't necessarily stay in the same district all the time. But um, but we had them in the last realignment for two years and have them again. And they're a great opponent, great coach. So we, we we like them being in our district because they make us better.
0: Chris Hill, of course, the head coach over at Jesuit. He's a friend of mine from college. Um, I'm good friends with Chris and Casey and, and Cameron Hill, all sons of uh, former San Antonio Spurs coach Bob Hill. So, very excited to get the Jesuit matchup uh, when district kicks off here in a few weeks. Brendan, I just have uh, one, one further question. Oh, you do? Okay. Coach Joe, are we going to see you like in a suit and a tie this year? I have a pineapple suit. That's a great suit.
1: question. And let me tell you, uh, COVID changed a lot. Uh, and one of the big changes was from COVID was kind of relaxed, uh, relaxed attire. Because suits give you um, COVID. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I it's highly transmissible I don't, know, I don't know if we go there but um <laughs> things just got a little bit more relaxed and and uh, you know i i do appreciate the old suit and tie i had a, i had an uncle who who's always big about hey I, I gotta get you a great suit to wear for these basketball games and uh, you got but, a guy. I, but i i like being comfortable out there and you know, the other thing was that now shoes are such a big deal. You got to have the right sneakers, and you got, and that you know, you, and that's a big part of the game now. And you do have some so, pretty sweet Jordan kicks that um, I've seen. You know, it's part of the game. You got to have some shoe game, and uh, and and I think that's been a fun thing for us and the kids. If you're a basketball junkie, you know, uh, the, the the shoes is is part of it.
0: The kids call it the drip, the drips. That's you got to right. get the drips, baby. <laughs> uh, we're hip. We know things. I need some drip. Yeah, you do. Uh, but the suit was always classic because you, it gave you something to throw, right? You take the off the jacket out. and throw it. Now you don't have anything to throw except like a clipboard. That's a Lane Kiffin move. I love the sight of head basketball coaches throwing things dressed in their Sunday best. It's great. There's something about that that is so endearing to me. Look how classy and mad he is. I mean, look at that guy's $10,000 watch and he's acting like a child. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, uh, if you have $10,000 or $1,000, I know who can hook you up. It's uh, Tritex Custom Cabinets. <laughs> that is the, of course, presenting sponsor for the Lake Hoopland's podcast. Give Trey Chapman a call over at Tritex Cabinets. And uh, thank you very much, Coach Joe, for joining us today. Thank you, Brendan. Thank both of you guys. Uh, well, you're welcome, you're welcome. Yep. Uh, I'm really glad to be here with you in the basement of chaos. The basement of chaos. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we do have another podcast coming up next Monday. So, pre-Thanksgiving, all of the... I'm just going to give you a preview. All of the questions for the Full Court Press with Coach Joe will be Thanksgiving-related. So, like prepare that. your like brain that. for One that. favorite holidays, for sure. Okay, Thanksgiving is, by a mile, the best holiday of the year. In... Better than Christmas. But we're going to get out of here. I agree. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you, guys.